0: Hello, welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. This Sunday, Apostle continues in the Word of His Grace series as he preaches a sermon titled Increasing Grace Through Humility. Apostle teaches that humility is accepting the Word of God and all his principles above human opinions. He also teaches that being humble doesn't mean that you rob yourself, of the reward you are entitled to. So grab your Bibles, your pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: Assuming you were following all those months when you were home and who are coming to you live every Sunday and you'd click like. Assuming that like was not just to impress me, then I'm sure you know where we are at right now. Because I've been teaching on this topic for how many months? Three? Three, going to four months. But, even if this is the first time you're hearing it, here's what's going to happen. You'll love it so much that you'll go to the podcast and go listen to the rest. So now, we've we've been talking about grace. Remember, we defined it as a divine exchange. We defined it as divine favor. We defined it as a divine endowment, divine empowerment. Praise God. And the last few weeks we've been talking about how grace can increase. How grace can increase. And we looked at how grace can increase. What was the first one? Faithfulness. What was the one we looked at last week? Acknowledgement. Now, today we're going to look at one more, and it's a very, very short sermon by my usual standards. It's just um, one or two minutes. We So help me God. So we are going to look at grace, increasing grace through humility. Increasing grace through humility. Ask your neighbor, are you humble? <laughs> you know, I've always heard people say that if you're humble... You're not the one who's supposed to say it. Now, the funny thing is, Moses is the one who wrote the first five books of the Bible. And then I don't know whether maybe God wasn't looking at, at some point. The guy decides to write, Moses was the most humble man on earth. <laughs> let's look at James chapter number four. And let's go to verse six. James four, verse six. The Bible says, how many of you would like more grace? How many of you would like to increase in grace? Can we read it together? One, two, three, let's go. But he gives more grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. It's as simple as that. If you want to be a candidate for more grace, be humble. And we're going to look at what humility really is. Because sometimes, um, I hope you know that there is such a thing called forced humility. There is such a thing called force humility. Uh, that word is not made up. You can find it in Colossians. Can we have that screen working? You can find it in Colossians chapter number 2. Should be verse 16 to 18, right? Verse 16. Is it the one that says, let no man judge you in food or in drink or in Sabbaths or in holy moons? Is it the one? Yeah, let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths. Let's go on. Which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Uh Uh-huh. Let no one cheat you of your reward. Taking delight in false humility. That's how false humility works. False humility can cheat you out of your reward in the name of being humble. Why you treat yourself less than where God has placed you and you think you're being humble. So the, and, and for me, I think it's a dangerous form of pride because when you believe your opinion of yourself above God's opinion of you, and that's pride because your opinion is above his. So when we're talking about humility, we're not talking about false humility, where uh, you are cheating yourself of your reward. If the president comes and says, as the president, I have made this decision, he's not being proud. He's got the right to make those decisions as long as it's in his jurisdiction. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's continue. I'm saying this because sometimes when we talk about humility, and that's why I decided to start with acknowledgement last week. Sometimes when we talk about humility, um, people think a certain way. Imagine, how many of you have, uh, some of you are on your own now, even before, how many of you ever messed up at home, like you did something wrong? Some of you, your hands went up so quickly. Should I have asked the question, should I have rephrased it and said how many times a day? Like the scripture 70 times 7, it applied to you, right? Like the one for forgiving 70 times 7. That was the scripture your parents were meditating on day and night. Now, I want you to imagine this scenario. And then some of us here are parents, see? So I want you to imagine this scenario. You come home as a parent, and then you find uh, your child has written a letter to you. And they've said, you know what? Uh, I've done A, B, C, D, so I've realized I really just don't deserve you as a parent. So I have decided I don't deserve to be eating your food or sleeping under your roof. I'll be sleeping with a dog outside and I'll be eating from the rubbish pit. Are you going to sit and say, oh, wow, my child is so humble. They are now going to eat like a dog. No, you're not going to say that. You actually, and this is Africa, they will slap that out of you. Mm when when you're crying, they'll slap you for crying. And when you don't cry, again, they'll slap you for not crying. Anyways, that's not the point. What I'm trying to say is that won't be considered humility. Humility there would be apologizing. So humility doesn't mean that you cheat yourself of of your reward. Because as long as you're under your parents, they've got the responsibility to take care of you. And how many times do we do that to God? That's why we're always saying, if a person has messed up, don't run away from God. Run to him. That's the proper humility. Point number one. When we're talking about being humble, because I know someone would like me to define humility, I'll show you a few attributes of humility. And perhaps at the end, I'll define it. Because grace increases through humility. Number one. Humility in the context of God is when you treat spiritual things in such a way that man's opinion does not affect how much you honor them. I know I've I've made it quite longer. But what I'm really trying to say is when you honor spiritual things as spiritual and a human being's opinion cannot influence your thought of them, that's actually practicing humility. Can I show you? Second Samuel chapter 6. Let's read from verse, uh, let's see maybe from verse 17. And this was a time when the Ark of the Covenant came back, right? The Ark of the Covenant was where the presence of God used to be. The Bible says, so they brought the Ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Let's go on. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Uh Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both the women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Verse 20. Then David returned to bless his household. Let's not forget David was a king. And Michael, the the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David. Uh, Pastor Torelli taught me something very interesting about Michael. If you go and read the scriptures, and I'll give this to you as your homework. Do you remember that when David killed Goliath, the daughter of King Saul was supposed to be given to him? I hear aware it wasn't Michael. Because she wasn't the first one. But then Michael had interest in David. And if you've read in the scriptures, it says King Saul was happy. He knew the kind of daughter he had. (laughs) He knew this one would... Go read it. i have given you this moment. Go read it. You'll be shocked. The rest we'll discuss in the men's meeting. (laughs) Now, look at this. Michael, his wife, comes to meet him and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today. She was even being sarcastic. Uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the best fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. Next verse. So David turned to Michael. Oh, 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 this is what he says. It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father (laughs) and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the lord over israel therefore i will play music before the lord can i have the kjv give me no give me now the second verse actually you can return the new king james eh? but give me the verse 22 so he says it's before the lord that i did that who chose me instead of your father And then he says, and I will be even more undignified than this. (laughs) And will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. What was he trying to say? Look, it's before the Lord that I'm doing this. And as a matter of fact, in case you thought those were dance moves, wait for the ones I'm about to do. So have you noticed what Micah's argument was in that verse? Her argument was as follows. You are the king. Leave that for the servants. Haven't you seen that happen sometimes? Somebody was in the youth ministry, they would praise the Lord lifting their hands. Life has improved. They've got a degree now. Suddenly their hand is lower. Uh, they've got a good job now. They should be in church like this. Are you kidding me? That's not being humble before the Lord. So, and then when they see people, hey, praising the Lord, youth. Are you ki- God didn't just die for the youths. Come on. Jesus didn't just die for the roots. Maybe that's why the Bible says he renews their youth like that of an ego. So that's something that true humility is when you don't let your physical position or man's opinion of you have an influence on your relationship with God. Praise the Lord. If you used to pray one hour a day, you should be praying, you should you should even increase it when things are better. Praise the Lord. Come on, think about it. Is there that amount of money which if it's to pop in, suddenly you forget that you're fasting? (laughs) (laughs) So humility is when you honor spiritual things as spiritual. And you know, that's something that uh, I would advise us to guard against. Maintain your reverence for spiritual things. Maintain your reverence for spiritual things. Honor spiritual things as spiritual. So, David, later on, the Bible tells us in the book of Acts that God testified of him. God has got a testimony. Like imagine God comes before the congregation I've got a testimony. What's your testimony? There's this guy called David? This guy is after my heart. That, that's God's testimony of David. So you observe this. And you also notice later on that God gave David more grace, but Micah, her womb was closed. Verse number two. Your attitude towards God's servants. Your attitude towards God's servants. And you know, we can do an entire series on number one. But let me, not, let, me not, let, me, let, let me continue. We can do an entire series on number one. I don't know who told people that when ABC happens in your life, you can't usher anymore. <sighs> David was king and he said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. He was king, and yet he desired even to be a doorkeeper. Praise the Lord. Uh, Some of us who are a bit older, maybe we made you feel like you can't join a department. You are free. It's your your church. Feel free. Everyone has got the right to serve in the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Feel free. It's your church. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) So anyways, let's continue. Your attitude towards God's servant. Second Chronicles 36, verse 12. I'll have to be quick, eh? Second Chronicles, are you enjoying this? Are you being blessed? 2nd Chronicles 36, verse 12. Ah, 36, please. Now this is what the Bible says. He did, it's talking about a certain gentleman, and he said, He did evil in the sight of the Lord his God and did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet who spoke from the mouth of the Lord. 1 Samuel 24, verse 6. Let's start from verse 5. In this portion of scripture, David had an opportunity to kill King Saul. He had an opportunity to kill King Saul. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. He had an opportunity to kill him, but instead of killing him, he just cut his robe next verse. And he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing that he is the anointed of the Lord. There is a reverence that David had concerning the anointed of the Lord. And sometimes that's something that's been lost. You find here's a person who's got no idea how to run a WhatsApp group. Every day posting, dear pastors, (laughs) and you find if you check their friend list, there's really no pastor there. I'm just saying, You'll see when we go to number three. We'll see, you'll see when we go to number three. Okay, when we go to number five, concerning that. But just a certain attitude, a certain humility towards servants of God. Now, I, I, are there clowns around? Yes, the Bible told us they would be there, okay? The, the Bible didn't tell us. Some of them are not really your business. Follow what you're following, speak the truth as it is. Are there clowns around? Like I said, yes. But there's a way to do things. For example, you know, even scripturally, one is not allowed to deal with an elder in the house of God unless by two or three witnesses, unless there's a testimony of two or three witnesses. That's what the Bible says. It's important. And you know, just that, that honor, that honor of the heart can leave a blessing. Because the Bible says he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet, receives the prophet's reward. And it goes on to say, he who receives a righteous man. So, sometimes honor someone, even just as a, they, they may not have any position, they may not be ordained, but this is just a person who loves the Lord. Do you know that just them stepping into your house brings a blessing? Just them stepping into your house and you offer them a cup of water. Do you know that that's a serious blessing, simply because they are righteous? So they should always be that attitude, that heart. Praise the Lord. I'm reminded of it as well. I was going to talk about that young men's meeting we had. It is where well, eh? we keep what happens in the young men's meeting, the young men's meeting. No, we just had an interesting discussion with the young men. I want to tell you what it's about. I may have said one or two things like, that person who Jesus died for. <laughs> <laughs> the one Jesus died for. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Number three, Humility involves recognizing that you're being empowered by a higher source. Let me read the scripture quickly. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10. What does Paul say? By the grace of God I am what I am. Right? And that grace to me was not in vain, but I labored more than the others, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. What is Paul trying to say? I'm only who I am by God's grace. That's 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10. I'm only who I am by God's grace. That's what Paul is saying. And then even though he worked hard, and he worked harder than the other apostles, he still ends by saying, yet not I, but the grace of God. And you know, sometimes, I, I notice this in my university days. When a person passes, because you know, many people come to us for you know, prayer and, and, and all that. When a person passes, they'll give you stories about how intelligent they are, how many times they studied and the like. Not really to encourage you, but just for the sake of their heart. If they do not do well, God, why? Where were you in the exam? It's interesting. You can't be attributing everything negative towards God, and then when something positive happens, you don't want to attribute it to Him. It doesn't make sense. When you recognize that you are who you are by grace, there's something it does to you. Number one, you don't develop this self-righteousness attitude. And then number two, because you know it's by grace, you realize that if He can choose you, He can choose somebody else. Whether, Whether they look like they qualify or not. Remember that parable? you remember it? There are those gentlemen who came into the field and stayed working around 0-1. The others came at 23. They received the same reward. Somebody may get saved at the age of 10. Another person gets saved at the age of 40, walking in the same level. I'm telling you. Because if God chose you by grace, doesn't he have the right then to choose another person by grace? So that's why if you recognize that it's by grace, you will not be sitting thinking, I'm the only one. If I'm not there, nothing can happen. Recognize that there's a higher source that will keep you humble. Recognize there's a higher source. So sometimes take moments to pray, saying, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that you've made my voice influential. Thank you that by your grace I'm able to do ABCD. I don't you know when we're talking about God's grace. I'm not saying you sit and you start focusing on how unfortunate other people are. You know, of course sometimes people do that. No. We need to worship God because your friends are in hospital. That really shouldn't be the reason, even if, no, not really, because in heaven no one will be in hospital still need to worship. And also, just don't really get encouragements from other people's misfortunes. I, if I was in hospital and I was watching that, I think I would be discouraged because I would feel I don't have the right. So, what I'm saying is, when you just look at God's grace, his goodness, how good it's been to you, celebrate him for that. That actually increases grace. It increases it. Praise the Lord. It also increases humility. Number four, I've got a few more points. Number four, go for God's opinion on things. Go for God's opinion on things. We are living in a time when knowledge has increased, so there are various opinions. Now, let me show you a verse that will will show you that going for God's opinion is actually humility. Let me show you. Job chapter 22, verse 29. And I want to see it from the King James, Job 22, verse 29. Praise the Lord. One is wondering, how have I managed to preach after that first service? By the grace of God. Because, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I forgot the sermon. So, Job 22, verse 29. <laughs> so, I'm then reading, am like, hey, I even wrote that. So, Job 22, verse 29. It says, when they cast you down. No, the King James, whatever. When men are cast down, thou shalt say there is a lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I I don't know if you've just seen that. Can we read it again? One, two, three. Let's read it together. When men are cast down, thou shalt say there is a lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. Now, I want you to think about this. Here, you're living in a time where the economy is bad. The economy is predicting that you things will just go from bad to worse to worse to worse. And then you look in the scriptures and you find that it's written that for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who although being rich became poor so that for our sake, so that through his poverty we might become rich. So you decide, ah, this is the opinion of the... But God's opinion is, is it? I accept your opinion of me. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that I'm walking in abundance. I have enough to be self-sufficient and to be able to support any, any, any works that need to be supported. God says humility. This one has accepted my opinion over the words. That's actually humility. And it's funny because when you talk like that, people will say pride. God says humility. God says humility. Praise God. You've been having that condition and you've been told that no matter what, it can never be cured. But you've read somewhere, there's somewhere where you read that by his stripes you were healed. Now, I'm not saying you're doing anything careless or anything with medication, but you hold on to your confession. The Bible says fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. Keep that confession. Keep that. You hold on to the confession that, "Uh uh-uh, for me, I I can't go by what they've said because I read somewhere that at the name of Jesus, every knee bows. Everything that is named bows to that name. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I declare that I'm healed. That's actually humility. And what will God do? He'll increase grace. That's actually humility. And God gives more grace to us. Oh, you know I can do a series on each of these points. Number five. And I'm almost done. I've used my one or two minutes well. Eh? Number five. Humility is also about knowing your limits. Humility is about knowing your limits. Psalm 131, verse 1. Lord, yeah, Psalm 131, verse 1, quickly. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. Now you understand number two. You must know who you've got the right to correct, who you don't have the right to correct. Those who you're supposed to address and those who you're supposed to pray for. Humility is also knowing your limits. And there's a different context. Someone would ask Apostle Frederick, what about, let's say, in a nation and the like? Are we allowed, let's say, to voice an opinion and the like? Of course, it's a democratic principle. And if you are following the democratic principles, you are generally still following the law. But you're not going to insult someone's life simply because you've got a difference of opinion with them. That's very unchristian that that that, that they are now you're bordering around other ages. It it would be very unchristian. And the interesting thing is that any person who goes with insults, no one listens. No one listens. Do you listen to any person who would come first insulting you? <laughs> Nobody listens. And I praise God that history has shown us people like Martin Luther King, who decided to do things the right way and stuck to principle. And God came through for them in a time that was probably harder than this one. Knowing your limits. Let's say you've got a grievance with your parent. There's a way you talk to them. You can't talk to them like like if you have a grievance with your young sister. You can't. Even when Paul was teaching Timothy how to pastor, he told him there's a way you rebuke the older ones, there's a way you rebuke the younger ones. Haven't you seen that? He said rebuke fathers as fathers. Someone would be saying the pastor is not fair. You can't talk to everyone the same way. You have to know your limits. And you know, the good thing is that the scriptures show us. The scriptures are very clear when it comes to these things. Know your limits. Know what's for you, what's not for you. Know areas where you need to study further and the like. Know your limits. Praise the Lord. That's your humility. Know your limits. Usually if I've got, and it's very rare, but usually let's say if I've got a message for ministers, there's a way I phrase it because I honor the grace of their lives. There's a way I'll phrase it. It's not your limits, it's okay. You can do so. Praise God. Why has it gotten so quiet? (laughs) It's a sobering message. The The final thing, which is an attribute about humility, is when you can learn from others. When you can learn from others. When you're learning from others, you're actually humbling yourself before God. Because God is the one who put that grace on them. Praise the Lord. There are many things I've learned about pastoring from you. I just don't tell you. There are many things I've learned. Praise the Lord. 1 Peter 5 verse 5. It's, it's, uh, in Ephesians, we're told submit to one another, but let's use 1 Peter 5 verse 5 because of time. Like wives, younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. First, it talks about younger people being submissive to the elders. and it says all of you be submissive to one another. Sometimes you might learn something very important, even from someone younger than you. You might be shocked. Your child might teach you the most important lesson of life. I'm telling you. And you say, where did this wisdom come from? I didn't teach them this. That's why now you say, oh, the grace of God. Grace, grace Grace can just come and say, I'm giving this one wisdom. So he says, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. And be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud. The trouble with pride is that it's no longer Satan fighting you. So God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Look at the next verse. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. There are some, for example, who just have this negative attitude towards women. And you find where you're working, your boss is a woman. And for you, you just have a negative attitude. You can't learn from a woman. That's a lack of humility. Who told you the Spirit of God chooses? No, I want to give wisdom to the men. I want that's a lack of humility. And you'll be very limited. If that's the case, you'll be extremely limited. Very limited. And I will say it again very limited. And the others who just have this negative attitude, it's funny, towards older people. They don't know anything, they're from a different generation. My friends are once your age. <laughs> the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Others who have this negative attitude towards someone, maybe because they don't have the resources you have, they don't command the influence you do. Moses got a life lesson from Jethro, and yet Moses was pastoring three million people. Jethro and his daughters. <laughs> I, I hope you're getting my point. He didn't even have sons to help tend the uh, <laughs> daughters that had to become shepherds. And yet Moses' life was literally saved by, just, by Jethro's advice. So sometimes before you complete, you discard something. Take a moment and sit and listen. And say, oh, okay. Try to process it, especially if it's coming from a heart that loves you. Praise the Lord. Have you been blessed? I will have to, would have been longer, but I have to end. I have to end. So, I'm going to just speak a blessing, then we say the grace. I hope we have got the grace ready. Praise the Lord. Just lift your hands from your seats. Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I acknowledge the grace that you've given me to be pastor over this household. Oh, Father, I decree and declare a blessing upon them. May your grace shine upon them. May your countenance be bright towards them. I pray, Lord, that you meet them all at their point of need and even at their point of want. I pray in Jesus' name those things that they believe in for. Those, those movements, someone who's been having those movements in their body, like something is disorganized within your body, I decree and declare in Jesus' name that you are healed. You are healed, and you don't suffer that anymore. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that this week is blessed. It's full of opportunities for you. All things are working for your good. In Jesus' name. We may say the grace. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Uh Ah, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on, somebody. What a service! What a service! Just give the Lord a hand, thank Him for the grace.
0: What a service! I've been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the city of the Lord Church on plus 260953756076 or plus 26097747467 if you are unable to call us, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on the Facebook page at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.